Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jess. I go by Jess the Bling Realtor. Thank you so much, Karen, for having your camera on. I really appreciate it. If anyone else has the opportunity to please turn on your cameras, that helps tremendously. So I'm not talking to a bunch of black squares, although either way, I'm or rectangles, I should say, <laughs> although I am happy to have you here either way. Um, I do like to have people interact. So if you have any questions, please feel free to raise your digital hand or put a question in the chat box. Um, what we're covering today is uh, getting now business through local events. <clears throat> and by local events, meaning events that you put on for the community and your sphere. That is something that I was inspired to do. I was at a convention uh, about maybe six years ago at this point. And there was a woman that was speaking. I hate that I don't remember her name, but in my head, she's the pumpkin pie lady. So she was up there talking about how she puts together these events throughout the year. And um, for Thanksgiving, I mean, it's not a groundbreaking idea, but it was the consistency and how she grew it. Uh, she does pumpkin pies for Thanksgiving and um, she has people... RSVP beforehand to pick up a pie. And then she asked them for a real estate referral. And she says, if you um, whip up a referral, you get a free can of whipped cream. And so that's where the inspiration came from. And I wish so much that I remembered her name, but I thought, you know, this is something I want to do. I'm so passionate about the community and I want to give back, um, no matter how much money I'm making, I still want to allocate a certain percentage. And so this allows me to do that. Um, so that said, I was new to the area when I started in real estate and through partnering and getting to know local businesses, going to workout classes, doing community things, I was able to start building my sphere of influence. So you'll hear SOI quite often or sphere of influence. And the way that, that I describe that for people that may not know is think about it like this. Think about your favorite um, singer, like all-time favorite singer, uh, preferably alive so that this, this example works, uh, but somebody that you would love to go and see. And anyone that knows who you are and knows how they know you can get free admission into this concert. That is how you identify your sphere of influence, whether it's your hairdresser, your nail person, so on and so forth. If this person can say, hey, I know Sally from such and such, they're allowed to get in. So engaging in the community allowed me to build my sphere. And then from there, I now have two to three, um, some years four, but because of COVID, I, I kind of wheeled, uh, brought it back in a little bit, but two to three events yearly. 
So last year alone, I had, um, I love bling. Bling is my theme. My car is shiny iridescent mirror. Um, what else? I, my nails are always like blinged out. I always wear blinged out hoops. Like it's part of who I am. My dog's name is diamond. Like it's, it's a, it's a real thing. Um, so all of my events for marketing purposes start with bling. So as an example, I did the bling extravaganza for, oh, thank you, Sally. <laughs> um, I did the bling extravaganza, which was an Easter egg hunt for the community back in April. Um, I also did uh, the bling boobash, which was a Halloween event last year. And then I ended it with the bling boba and bells. And I partnered with the local boba company and we did like a bash for Christmas. Okay. So that's kind of the introduction of how we got here. Now, the benefits of doing this is it allows you to number one, give back if that's something that's really important to you. Um, I'm a super community person. I love where I live and um, they don't have as many fun things because they want to keep some of the, the traffic out of the area because we live in what they call the happiest city in the United States. Um, I didn't give them that name, <laughs> but um, that was my passion behind it is I'm very, it's a community and I wanted people to have something fun to do for the holidays because I'm really passionate about it. So it allows me to give back. You can build relationships. And most importantly, if you do this correctly, um, you can stay at the top of mind for your sphere of influence. Um, and as you're getting your invitations out, and we'll talk about that process, you can also add new people to your database. So after doing this for a few years, it's very systemized now. We've already laid out what events we want to do. So I would say if this is something that you want to do, figure out maybe two or three events that you can map out for the year. Uh, you do something for Valentine's Day. You can do something for 4th of July. It doesn't even have to be centered around a holiday. You can do like a summer kickoff party at a park. Um, what else? You can do a toy drive. Like there's lots of different things that you can do. But I would say if once you identify what events you want, you would then also think of who you can partner with to keep your costs down. So you would get, they would get exposure through the event, right? Because you would be marketing it. And um, I usually partner with local businesses in order to bring my events to life because it helps me build relationships with them as well. So as an example for Halloween this year and for our Bling uh, Boobash, I am partnering with my local flower shop. They have this huge tent in the back and we're going to be playing Hocus Pocus on a projector. I already have someone that owns a projector. Um, I'll probably go to like Target or somewhere where I can buy boxes of candies. And I'll likely um, just put a business card on them or something. Um, and to the ones that I hand to the adults, have my business card on there. And I'll be providing popcorn with a popcorn container. So all of which um, this event should be less than $500 to put on. And I usually have about 40 to 50 people that show up. And um, so let's talk logistics. Once you identify what events you want and you're finding people you want to partner with. Now, on top of small businesses to have these events, depending on how often or regularly you work with your preferred partners, like I have a preferred lender uh, that works with me on doing uh, sponsorships and um, 
all, I shouldn't say all she gets, but what she gets out of it is we advertise her on the flyer in any marketing that goes out as well as, you know, the social media posts. And um, she will also be giving things to contribute to a goodie bag. So last year she gave me a bunch of chapsticks and mints and um, notepads that people really liked about it. But she's helping me financially with the event and also doing some give back there. So um, yeah, find preferred real estate partners that you can partner with as well. Because the more people you have, the less expense it is. And the more, more exposure it is because you can tag them all on social media or um, online or what have you. Um, so once you do that, once you identify your events, you identify the partners that you're going to work with, um, definitely give yourself a budget. You want to do that. And I'm very much that person that will have a budget and still be like, but this is only 50 more dollars. And I've been trying my hardest to not do that because my CPA is going to kill me at the end of the year. (laughs) Um, but you definitely want to keep the cost down. Um, now if you have the budget and it's, you know, something is $25 more and it makes it sets your soul on fire. It's going to make the party awesome. Go for it, but do your best to stick to your budget. Um, now registration, this was something that I struggled with. Like once you get the flyer, once the event is happening, once you've partnered with everyone, it's like, well, how do we market this thing so that it's successful? And so this is what we do with my team. Um, First things first, before the flyer goes online and we start advertising, um, my goal is always to market to my sphere and a select amount of new people. So the new people will likely come from, I post on Eventbrite. We usually get maybe five or 10 people, which is not bad. And through Eventbrite and through all my social medias for the event, we create a Google Doc form. Okay, so on Eventbrite, they'll leave their information there. So that's how you capture it. The information we usually ask for is name, phone number, and email. And the reason that we do it that way is we tell them, uh, because we don't want a whole bunch of people just showing up uh, unannounced because then we don't have enough goodies for everyone. So what we'll do on Eventbrite is gather that information. And then the night before, we release the address of where the event will be. Now for my sphere, we already have that Google Doc prepared before we post anything. So the moment we post, we say, click this link to RSVP. Um, in that RSVP link, it asks for the same information, name, phone number, email. Um, and this one does ask for home address. The more you build relationships with people, the more inclined they are to give you their home address, the more that you can send them Christmas cards or whatever mailers you want throughout the year. Okay, so we have that Google Doc form that allows you to gather any information. Now, before I go on, does anyone have any questions about anything so far, or is it pretty self-explanatory? We're good? Oh, you have a question, Karen? Go for it. How do you choose, um, so for example, with your boo boo bash, how do you choose the location? So I find through partnering with local businesses, um, going to them first. So through marketing events and through different organizations that I'm involved with in the city, I met the owner of, um, the flower shop and, um, I'm part of Rotary. I don't know if you're familiar with Rotary. I've ever heard of it. And he was my fellow Rotarian. And so through there, he was like, Oh my God, I love to do communities. Like he was always doing community stuff. So he was like, if you ever want to do anything here, um, go for it. And I was like, as a matter of fact, (laughs) I'd love to. Um, so I would just say, see who, you know, that is a small business. And if they have a brick and mortar, that's amazing. And figure out a way that you can bring people to them. 
uh, for the Bling Boba Bash. I also met this person. It was either through the chamber or through Rotary. Um, but I feel like it was almost about the same time that I met this person at, at both events. But um, she owns a boba shop. And so the way that we logistically worked it out was I was just like, I don't want to do anything. Like the easier that you can make it for yourself, the better. And so I found with working with actual brick and mortars or um, spaces that are already pretty much put together, um, it was easier for me to do that. And so my budget for, I think I spent like $600 or 700 because we had a photographer there. Um, and I approached her and I said, Hey, Teresa, I'd like to have an event here. Please let me know what part of the boba shop um, we could essentially reserve. And the way that I'm going to do this to support your business is for every person that comes, they get a free boba drink. And per two people, they get one free appetizer. And anything outside of that, they can order. And I know they will, but they'll have to order that with you directly. And that was a huge hit. We had already predetermined, I think, three different drinks. Um, one of which was like a fruit punch because it was red. Another one was like a green tea for green for Christmas. And then I think another one, I don't remember what it was, but we only had three drinks to make it easy for the servers. I was like, just pre-make them. The toppings are already chosen and people can just, you know, as soon as they sit down, you can bring them their drinks. So, and the same thing for appetizers. We chose like the top four appetite appetizers and I printed out a cute little menu. Um, I only did like 20 of them and left them on each table. And what I did learn from that is number one, I always have help. So if you ever have any event, no matter how easy or simple it may seem, have someone there that can assist you with the logistics behind the scenes, because how it affected me in the beginning was I wasn't able to, in a stress-free way or stress, yeah, stress-free interact with people because I was so focused on the logistics of everything. So definitely have a plan. Things won't always go according to, but having that extra manpower or woman power helps tremendously. Um, but yeah, having that pre-selected menu. And then um, I think she ended up making over like $1,200 that night on top of the $700. But that was where people were responsible for their own tax. And it was really cool. And so I told her like, even before the event was over, she texted me, was like, Amy's the one that works at the, the boba shop. She was like, oh my God, Amy told me how awesome your event is. Um, we definitely, we got to do it again. And I was just like, don't threaten me with a good time. Like, this is the easiest thing ever now for any event that we do. Um, so yeah, that's how you do it. You just partner with local businesses. And that's why it's so important. I would say if you can, if you're not a chamber member, definitely become a member of your chamber of commerce. Um, ours, we have people that show up regularly for events. And through there, I just network with people and build relationships. And anytime, I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking at a card now. Um, I just found this in my purse as I was looking for a pen. This was someone that I met through a chamber event that I want to reach out to. And I just add them to my database. Um, Lenora asked, let me, sorry, I'm on my iPad. So I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Um, Allie asked, can we have an example of the Google doc sheet? Oh yeah. It's very simple. Um, I'll see how I can get that to you. I'm not sure. Uh, sorry if I miss it. How do you invite them via social media? Else? Oh, that's a great question. Let me go back. Um, <laughs> Uh, 
Okay. And that was Lenora. And then Sally, I've always been terrified to do events because creativity is not my strong suit. Oh my gosh. It's so easy. I would just look up like a a Google, like real estate events that you could do. That's it's so simple. I would think of like just anything that you could do for holidays. If it's really difficult for you to like get creative, pumpkin pies are huge for Thanksgiving. That one does cost a little more because you're paying per pie. Um, Go to Costco. Costco does them for like seven to $9 each. But if you do like a larger volume, you'll want to pre-order them in advance. Um, They have an order form. Costco knows what's up. Okay. Costco knows that you need an order form and need to order in advance. Now, um, really quickly to go back to uh, the other question I was asked about how to market it. Um, Yes. I post on social media. I post on Eventbrite. Um, Lexi, I see your hand. I'll, I'll get to you right after this one. Okay. Um, I mentioned to you earlier the process of what we do. So we have this app called Simple Texting. We text our entire database. So you, uh, right now I use Follow Up Boss for my database. We have exported all of my sphere and we dropped those phone numbers into Simple Texting. So uh, an email will go out to my database followed by a text. And then what I'm doing this year that's new to me is I'm going to record a video on BombBomb. And I'm going to send that out via email as well. And it's like an actual video. And that video will also go to my social medias as well. So our goal before this event comes into play is we like to touch our clients or sphere of influence rather at least six times before the actual event. So it's, hey, you're invited. Hey, you RSVP'd. Um, hey, you're invited is like four different invitations. And then it's, hey, you RSVP'd, uh, please let us know if you're still coming. And that usually happens like the Wednesday or Tuesday before the event. And then the night before we'll say, hey, just so you have it at the top of your, your text messages, here's the event information. If you have any questions, please let us know. If you cannot make it, please let us know. Or if you're bringing other guests, please let us like whatever the dialogue is that we want. And then the day of the event, we say, we can't wait to see you um, tonight. So essentially through the texting, through the emails, and then also my ISA will dial. I have my database divvied up. My ISA will call anyone that does not have the hashtag just SOI. It's my responsibility for people that are in my sphere of influence to call and build further connections with. But anyone that I have not been able to connect with for a while, my ISA will just dial through to get the invitation out. But in the past, it was me. I put in all the elbow grease to call everyone. So, <laughs> um, all right, Lexi, what was your question? Um, no, I was just going to tie into your pumpkin pie thing. Mm-hmm. I did just a Google form um, to, they can choose either um, pumpkin or apple. And mm-hmm. I just sent it to my sphere and past influence or my past clients. And then I actually teamed up with my lender um, and he actually sent me a hundred dollar visa debit card because I'm going to put his logo on there as well. So it's kind of like marketing for him. And so I was listening to a podcast. I don't know if it was Tony Robin or, um, Tony or, um, the other guy, I forget his name. Um, but he had said to always just partner up with your, um, like lenders or mm-hmm. whoever, because it's free marketing, not free, but to market them as well. And they'll send you gift cards and stuff that you can use. So. That's always, but that's what I'm doing this year. 
Absolutely. Congratulations. That's so great. I'm so glad that she said that because that's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. Right. But to see someone else that's already doing that, it's it's like the blueprint is there. You just have to figure out what it looks like for you in the year. But I would always say work backwards. Um, I mean, we're already into October. Um, It's not impossible to do something for Halloween. It would just be a little bit challenging, I think, if you don't already have these relationships in place. But I would definitely say if you have the budget, go for the pie thing. Um, but like I said, the pies are usually seven to nine dollars. So depending on and that's like on the conservative end through Costco. I don't even know if you all have Costco's uh, with where you're at. But um, that one's usually a bit more costly depending on how many people RSVP. Now, for me personally, anytime I've done that, I made it a very simple pickup time um, at one location between this and this. But because I'm more into being able to have people come and do community and sit for a little bit and do games and stuff, um, I haven't done the pie one in a while. I did it like my first two years and it was amazing, but it just didn't, it, it didn't allow people to come and sit and hang out like how I preferred. Um, if they wanted to, they could, but I found that with having extra activities. So like for the, the boba bash that I was telling you about, we provided food and then I went to Michael's and I went and purchased gingerbread houses and like little, um, arts and crafts that people could do. And believe it or not, the adults were way more excited than the kids about this stuff. Like the kids were ha- had a great time, but like the parents were really excited and were like competing on like who could color something better. And it just, it gave them something to come and do and talk. And it lasted like three hours. It was really nice. But um, I do that because it also allows me to sit and get to know people more and allow them to see my personality, especially if this is like their first or second time at an event, because people like to do business, but they know like and trust. Um, so, yeah. Um, other than that, your follow up. That's another touch. A lot of people. I'm not sure if you've heard this before. Hey, Wendy, um, are you getting ready for the day? <laughs> Um, a lot of people, um, forget to do follow-up and it's a simple, Hey, Wendy, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming to the event. Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed having you and your family there. Um, if you ever have any questions about real estate or just want to know what the market looks like, I just wanted you to know that I'm here for you. And at the event, because you're socializing, the goal is not to, it's up to you if you want to like physically ask each person individually, like, hey, do you want to buy or sell a house? Um, I personally will sit down and converse with people. And if it comes up, then I will. But if it doesn't, then I just wait until the follow-up call to ask. But it's truly up to you how you want to do it. There's some people that just go for the gusto when they're there. Okay, I think we had a question. Uh, One sec. Hi, Lenora. Okay, I'm pretty new as an agent and would like to do a pie event since I only have two clients. I can drop off the pies. Oh, that's nice. So they call those pot pies. My circle of influence that would use my services is small. Who do you suggest to do the event for my neighborhood? Yeah, absolutely, Lenora. Um, I would say in the beginning, 
for this, what is what worked for me personally, I, instead of going to like a planet fitness, I went to a local gym and started to go consistently because I wanted to make friends and also to build my sphere of influence. So I would say anything that you can do for yourself with a local business, it may cost a little bit more, but you're building relationships with people in your community. So I would say definitely start there. And then with one of the gyms that I was a part of in the beginning, they are very involved in the community as well. And they would have like events for the, for their members. And um, I would just have a table there. One year I did, um, I went and bought strawberry plants and tomato plants. And I put on Let's Grow Together and my business card that I stapled to each individual plant. The plants were like $1.25 each. They were expecting like 75 to 100 people. So I went and bought like 120 of them. And that was how I built relationships with my peers and also established myself as their go-to for real estate. And from that event alone, it took time, took almost two years. Um, But in that two years, I got three transactions from it, just from people that were at that event. So nurturing also is important. Now, I was a little bit newer at the time, so I didn't have these steps of texting and following up and all of that. You have to remember, 60% of agents don't follow up. So after you have this event, um, definitely make sure that you let them know that and also set the tone of we have future events coming up that we would love to have you at as well. Hey, Wendy, what's your question? Hey, so um, about that, uh, I did a pie event last year for my past clients, but if you don't have a lot of past clients, um, this still works. Uh, We've got a hundred pies and we went to my lender's office and we invited all 350, you know, past clients, first hundred that get there, get a pie. I was left with like 40 pies, you know, and they're huge, huge pumpkin pies from Costco. Mm -hmm. $5.99, $5.99, right? And (laughs) that's nothing. Hauling a hundred in a Jeep is another thing. But anyway, um, uh, we have like 40. I I can't eat all of that pie, even though I wanted to. I took them to all my neighbors and I had my stuff on it. And I just said, hey, I had had an event and we have a bunch of leftover pies. You want a pumpkin pie? I sold two houses this year from dropping off pies. Hey, that's, I didn't even think about that. I love that a lot. Now you said if she doesn't have clients, but if she goes to her lenders and has, has the lender invite their clients, is that where the 350 came from? Well, no. So no, the 350 were my past clients and that's who I invited. But okay. if you have any past clients and neighbors, go buy, yeah, buy it. Gotcha for your neighbors and have your, you know, round sticker, you know, printed on it or something on it with your information. And I mean, my neighbors also get the Raider calendars too. You know what I mean? So I'm on the refrigerator and they're eating my pie. Like it works. And <laughs> calling me and say, someone knocked on my door and they're like, were you the one that brought us a pie last year? I'm like, I absolutely was. And then I had another call. Were you the one? And they don't remember my name, but they remember yeah. pie. You're the pie lady. See, that's what I started this call with saying, I want to be my version of the pie lady. Like it's, it's when people were like, there was an area that I was farming to your point, Wendy, where uh, 
every holiday as well that I did an event, I also did something. So one of the years was during COVID, I did the pie drop off for my farm. And all I did was put door hangers on 500 doors and had people RSVP for them. But you just inspired me. I just told everyone, so I have to save face, but I was like, I don't really do the pies anymore, but I think I might for this new farming area because it's... Um, a much more concentrated and more algorithmized <laughs> for people that are likely to sell. But I think I'm going to do that. You can even say, you know, I had, I had an event, I have leftover pies, so I wanted to bring them to all my neighbors. Even if you didn't yeah. have an event, always say that. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, I'm your neighbor, so I just wanted to bring you over a pie. Um, hopefully you like pumpkin, you know, and it's funny because almost everybody likes pumpkin, but I have a couple complainers. <laughs> It's like, oh of course, God. there's always complainers like, man, it's free. Just take the pie or don't. It's up to you. <laughs> That's why I did um, for when I did that farming, I did apple pie and pumpkin pie so that people could choose. But I mean, in your case, if you're giving away 40 pies, they could just take it or not. <laughs> I know, it's but, crazy, but I'm definitely doing it again this year. So. I will be the pie lady in my neighborhood. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm going to have to do that for my farm for sure. Good idea. Thanks, Wendy. All right. All right. Does anyone have any other questions? Someone asked for um, what the form looks like, and I don't know how I can get that to you electronically. So I can see if I can show you on my phone, but it's very simple. Um, you just go to the... Google Sheets, Google Form, excuse me. And then um, so far we have six responses and we just started this a couple of days ago. Um, but we just take the same flyer. So my marketing person designed this. We're showing Hocus Pocus. It's the second annual Bling Boo Bash. I don't even know where my camera is. Here we go. <laughs> it's over here somewhere. Um, and then you'll see my photo and my logo as well as my preferred lenders logo and the florist. And then one thing that I've learned to do is with every single event that I have, every marketing piece that goes out, that QR code is on there. If this is something that you want to do to systemize and cut paper, I've heard a lot of people say that during open houses or at, an, at events, when people are filling things out physically, it's hard to read the writing. Drop it. <laughs> Seriously, like do the QR code. So anytime anyone scans this code, it takes them to my link tree. The link tree can, um, there's an option to join our community, which is them pretty much me gathering their information electronically. Um, it can take them to my TikTok. It can take them to my YouTube. It takes them to my reviews. It takes them to um, schedule an appointment with me, but that always goes on there. And then for the bottom of the form, it's very simple. Can you see that? So it's name that you'll see. Where is this right here? Name phone number, email, all of those have red asterisks because they're mandatory. And then um, you scroll up and their address option is on there, but it's not mandatory. So people will still submit it thinking that it is, or they don't care and they'll just put it on there. But gathering all of this information is great. And through posting it on Eventbrite for strangers, oh, that was what I was saying earlier. So when you post on Eventbrite, um, cap it. I want most of my sphere there, but I do want to invite strangers to the event. And so through that, I'll put 10 or 20 as the maximum, because I find oftentimes just from my personal experience that strangers are more likely to flake. Uh, but if you have all this follow-up too, which is the texting, the emails and the follow-up, 
um, that could increase the amount of strangers that come to your event, but you have to be like on top of it. Um, but yeah, I'll still cap it at 10 to 20 people because I want majority of the people to be there for my sphere. Someone asked the question. Do you use a graphic designer for the QR code? Um, no, I, I think we just did. Um, I forgot what program they use. Cause I, I, asked my marketing person to do it for me. Um, he's not a graphic designer, but I gave him the program. It's, it, you can literally just create a free, a free QR code online. You can just Google it. And um, there's apps Canva. out there. Hmm? Canva. Canva does it too? Mm-hmm. Nice. So there you go. You can go to Canva and generate your own QR code. Linktree, um, they have free options on there. And you can have literally that QR code for everything. Wendy said flow code is cool too. So yeah. Oh, I think we're two minutes over. Do we get in trouble if we go over? <laughs> Does anyone have any other questions? Was this helpful for you, please? Like what was the, one of the things that you took away from this? If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.